0: Every Thursday. Yo, welcome to We Love Wednesdays Every Thursday. It's your boy Cooley and I'm hanging out with my buddy. Roberto, I am here. Yeah, boy. Yo, Mad Comics came out yesterday, right? A whole bunch of comics. Yo, it wasn't just like a couple of comics or like, you know, a little bit from Marvel, one from DC. It was like, there was a lot from both companies, a lot from the, from the, uh, the independents. Well, last week was dead.
1: Yes. Last last week was dead and everybody went big for the 4th of July.
0: Yeah, I, it, all I can say is I got a lot of books. I read probably about half the books that I got and I was very happy with every one that I read. Um <clears throat> what'd you read? Uh all right, so so I read uh the
1: new the new image book, right? Uh unnatural? Was it unnatural? Is that is that about right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That had that had the sexy cover. So, how my method, right? When I when I when I drop to read some books, I'm gonna read three books. I'm gonna put two out there that I can't wait to get my hands on, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna give something new a shot. And that was the one that I gave a shot to this week. Um, other stuff I read includes Walking Dead, Batman number fifty, uh, Man of Steel, Captain America, um, and so on.
0: Now, I, I I also gave Unnatural a shot. Um, probably not as fair a shot as you gave it, because I, prob- I think I stopped, like, after the first, like, few pages. Uh, it just didn't grab me. Um, like, the cover did. The cover grabbed me. I mean, it's a Milo Minara uh, variant cover that I picked up because it was the like, only one left, and it was absolutely stunning. Uh, shout, like, or call back to the days when, like, the bad girl covers and, like, nude variants and stuff like that were a big deal. Um, But it was just a very, it was just a beautiful cover. Um, You open it up, and I I honestly just thought it was like, because it's Milo Minara. Milo Minara made, uh, I think it was a Spider-Man cover or a a Spider-Woman cover that was just like. Yep. (laughs) I mean, like, we we know what Milo Minara is going to give you on the cover, regardless of what the content's going to be um the infamous spider woman cover right the impossible uh, pose yeah yeah the impossible pose the one that was like over sexualized but it was milo minara you know it's the same thing as hiring michelle wolf to do the uh the correspondence dinner i don't oh yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean it's like Like, you you know what you're getting you know what you're getting exactly so
1: but you and i both Looked into the book, right? I read it, and you looked into it. I looked into it. We both looked into the book, expecting expecting maybe a, a little bit more. Yeah, Ex- expecting a little bit more substance. Right. And and I'm not knocking the book. It was a it was it was. I didn't think it was bad actually, but I was expecting um, that the hypersexualized stuff would be in between, you know, the juice of the story. And it was the opposite. The opposite was true. There was a little bit of story in between her fantasizing about a wolf dude. Uh, in the bathtub and in her and all right. this other stuff.
0: But I mean, we're not. I feel like we're not the audience for that book. Right. 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 So, except you would think otherwise because that cover is what drew me to the book, right? But the, I mean, well, I mean, we. Uh, the, I just appreciate art. The, you know what I mean? There was a, the art was good. There was
1: a time when we like, bo- you know, when we like boobs more than when boobs was a high priority on our list. Mm-hmm. And this book gives you boobs. You know what I yeah, mean?
0: Yeah. Like Bob Dwyer
1: was a good movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, I can't cosign on that one necessarily, uh, but I know what you're saying. But but you're exactly right. Like, we're not the target audience for this book. I gave the book to a friend of mine who's a girl um, and she uh, she had shown me stuff before that seemed to indicate that she kind of liked the furry stuff. And there's a lot of furry stuff going on in this book.
0: Well, especially since all of the characters are basically animal characters, right? Right,
1: They're- They're, right. Um, And that's why I was looking for, you know, Jizza's Animal Planet or uh, the classic Animal Farm. I was hoping for something, some of that substance in here, but I didn't get it. Um, but she, she dove deep into it. And this is why we were talking about history of the book before, because she was schooling me on some of this stuff after she dove into it, because she's the target audience. And to her, it was really, really cool.
0: Yeah, like I, I had mentioned earlier, like... I feel like this is like, this is like the same, audi- I think this is the same audience that like today back, you know, maybe what, seven years ago, eight years ago would have been the audience that, that was into Twilight, something like that. You know, like, or it's just like, it's just all fantasy and, and, and not fantasy, like, like Game of Thrones fantasy. I'm talking fantasy, like, like sexual fantasy, um, and, and, ro- and romance. Yeah. You know, but it's all like interspecies shit. Like, like I guess the concept of this book is that like her, she, she's getting these like fantasies about and dreams about you know having sex with like this person albino of, wolf. But it's like it's like an interspecies thing, and it's like forbidden, right? Like it's something that she's not supposed to be having fantasies about. Is that right? Apparent- Am I right about that? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I couldn't get too deep into it, but yes, you were telling me earlier that this is like this is a book from Italy, right? Like this isn't something new. This is something that's been around for a while, and we and Image is just saying, all right, let's bring it over to the U. S.
1: Through conversation, this is this is what I've gathered, right? And that in Italy, the culture is a little bit different, and uh, this is how they process some of their sexualized items in Italy. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to put a pigeonhole on Italy, but. Um but yeah. Anyway, so I, I started with unnatural. That it was an interesting book, and I think if you like furries, you gonna like you gonna like this. Yeah. A, and I don't. I don't. Again, I don't want to oversimplify this. Pigs is
0: just an odd choice, though. I think <laughs> it's like right, like right, <laughs> just, right, I think about pigs, and it's just like it's like well, I guess like when you think I think pigs, I think dirty. Well, right? you know
1: why? Because because when we get these books, right? Like we wanna. We want to put ourselves in there. That's part of the fantasy when we're reading these books. Like, oh, I could fly around like this character or whatever. Um, and you want to relate it to your life. And you don't want to tell your girlfriend, oh, man, you remind me of this chick in this comic book, man. She's so cool. And then she's like, yeah, what's she like? And you're like, well, you know, she's a pig. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's a pig. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but, but otherwise. She's, but she's a fine pig. Yeah, she Yeah, she was super dope. I mean, if I had to rock with a pig, I would definitely rock with her, no doubt.
0: <laughs> um, what, what What did you read? Yo, I read something that I know you read, and I kind of want to get this out the way now because we've been talking about it for, you know, what four weeks, already, Um, or three weeks. But it's uh,
1: oh, I know where you're going. Man of Steel. Yep.
0: Number six came out. It's the end of the, it's the end of the six issue miniseries. We're about to get into his actual Bendis's actual run on Superman and Action Comics. So. The preliminary stuff is out of the way. What did you think of how he wrapped it up? I mean, like, I know you had a lot of questions and it felt like this was a very heavy. Yeah, no doubt. Book filled with the answers that you might have been looking for. I love
1: how you referenced the previous podcast, because as we were going along, I was like, in this issue, I got no answers. In these issues, I got hints and other things. In this issue, I got nothing. There was it, maybe issue three or four or something. This particular issue, six, right? Mm-hmm. This particular issue kind of answered all of my questions. Um, it, I, It's not like I have a lot more questions. I don't think I have more questions. It answered a lot of my questions, and now I can't wait to see how it goes. This is perfect jumping on point. Like If you jump on with this mini series, now you can get rid of all that Superman baggage and just focus on the microcosm of what Brian Michael Bendis is presenting to you here.
0: Right. I mean, he leaves you with a question. And I mean, I'm, I don't want to say what that question is, because I feel like that's something that could be considered a spoiler right now. Uh, we're one day removed from the reliefs of the issue. Um, and like the final like couple of pages when we're when, you know, Deputy Chief Moore uh, is approached by somebody who says something. Yeah, it it, it de- I think that definitely sets up what's coming next in in the. The coming months i don't know that that's a spoiler i don't know like so so
1: yeah it's probably something that these readers wouldn't know going into the book if they haven't read it already um but i i just think it was an interesting little plot twist moving forward so if you don't want to discuss that we don't have to discuss that Well,
0: no, I, I think i think i do want to discuss it but i want to hold off until next week when people okay. have had a chance to kind of catch up and and uh you know go ahead and, and read that book but I mean, the rest of the stuff I do definitely want to get into. Um, I've got, I've got
1: notes. Do you want to tell me? Do you, you can stop me when I'm, when I'm crossing, when I'm getting near that line. You know what I mean? That you feel like is spoiler. Oh, you got, you got notes. I literally, I haven't done this before on this podcast. I have notes from this book because I came away with a lot of stuff. Well, by all means. All right, man. So, <laughs> uh, so Lois's role at the planet. Can we discuss that? Lois's role or non-role so there you go <laughs> there you go uh lois has no role at the planet and the planet ha- is a completely different daily planet now
0: well i mean do you think let's just throw this out there i mean because i think this is just for the sake we know bendis bendis is a character driven person right? right bendis deep dives into each character to give them all their own unique personality and their own isms and their own reactions to things i mean do you think that there's a planet where lois comes back to earth and goes back to the daily planet and and you know white is like perry white's like get out of here i told you you're fired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like I feel, no. if, I feel like this is Bendis at his best, where he's giving us that character quirk where Perry's like, where she's like, I'm, I'm leaving, and he's just like, Yeah, you're fired, <laughs> and, and, and it was a reaction that he didn't necess- that he didn't necessarily mean, and I think he's done that before in the comics, so I think Bendis is reaching back into past issues seeing what this character is all about, some of the things that he's done in the past, yeah. and kind of integrating that into the story.
1: It's so fun. It's so fun. What well, you just brought up was so fun, because I'm thinking, I'm imagining in my head as you're speaking, and and I had uh, Lois coming back to the wrong planet, because, uh, spoiler alert, she's not on planet right now, right? So I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking that she comes back as you're describing it. She comes back to the wrong daily planet on the wrong, you know, uh, in the wrong dimension. And uh, there's another Lois and she has her own little catfight or whatever over there. No, but the important thing of what you just said. That this is written by Brian Michael Bendis and that there's these other characters and that he deep dives. I don't expect her to be back any soon, anytime soon. No. The, the reason that I think she's gone is because she takes up so much oxygen. Yep. And by taking her out of the situation, you give all these other people a chance to play a role here in Metropolis. Like the sexy firefighter. Like the new person at the Daily Planet. What's her name? Or,
0: or like Superman or like right even because because that character did not have room to breathe at the moment
1: he's got room to grow now and so does the rest of the daily planet because she was the star she was the big shot just like the cleveland cavaliers are gonna have a chance to shine this year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't i can't get through that without laughing i am so, sorry cleveland uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean she's got she's given all, all these other ch- characters a chance to grow there's something else that you pointed out with brian michael bendis deep diving here's yo new-
0: cleveland got brian michael bendis and lost lebron james that's funny right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah and in in my opinion cleveland wins that transaction I'm yeah, just yeah yep i agree um uh, so another in another example of this dude, and this is why I'm a Brian Michael Bendis fanboy. What I do not like in comic books or in any medium of storytelling is when things just move along for the sake of the plot, because then it just seems like we're going from A, we're going to B, we're going to C. And it's also obvious. I like when it, it, it gives me an extra layer of depth an extra dimension when the characters are doing something not for the sake of the plot. In this example, Superman's son, what's this guy's name? Jonathan. J- is it Jonathan? The kid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Kent. So so he's getting ready to go on a trip, and uh, <laughs> he's getting ready to go on a trip, and he just comes out while everybody else is having a big, awkward discussion, a big, awkward family meeting. He comes out, and he's like, Look, dude, if uh, Damien, right, like Batman's <laughs> I son, Love this if, scene. if Damien comes around, don't let him go in my third drawer. <laughs> like, it's super <laughs> important that he does not go in my. It has nothing to do with the story, right? Now we want to know what the fuck is no, in his
0: third drawer. The, the best part about that was when he was like, hold on a minute. And he goes in, he goes yeah. in there and he goes, all right, it's all set. <laughs> the, the draw situation's <laughs> good. <laughs> And it, it it not only And then and then his mom does the same shit. Yeah, she did the same that, thing that was with, so good. at the at the Daily Planet. Yeah. Man, this is this issue is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Like the family interaction between they're humanized. They're doing people things. The whole dynamic with with el Lois, Clark, yep. and little Jonathan was was priceless. Yeah. It was priceless. Like I mean, Jorel acted like a like an imposing grandfather and right. and and, and you know, clock acted like a like a truly concerned dad that wanted to be that wanted his family to be his. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and, and Lois was the compromising stern mom. And and Jonathan was the, the unreasonable but reasonable kid. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's yeah. like it was just it was just perfection. And I and I can't help but think that he drew that from somewhere like it was whether it was his family he tends or, to yeah whether it was his own family or if it was a family situation that he was aware of like he this is something that this this is not something that you imagine right like it was just perfect it was seeping with true emotion how much uh so they've redefined the the daily planet as
1: as we've already mentioned they have redefined uh, giving the characters room to grow as mm-hmm. we've already mentioned uh, and some of those other areas include Supergirl who has a new status quo. Do we talk about the new status quo? Should we mention it? Uh, yeah, she's gone. She's Captain Marvel now. She's an intergalactic badass of the DC universe.
0: Well, I did, is that really true? Like, because I didn't, it, was there like a, all I know is that she's on a hunt. Yep. She's on a hunt for, for more information and more 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 stuff. She's chasing
1: down the tyrant from Resident Evil, right? And like his people and trying to get him. Well, no, no cuz he's gone.
0: Well, right. And she defeated him rather easily and that was kind of dope. It was it was again, I hate saying this, but it was perfect. It was like it was like you expected this to be this like knockdown drag out fight that, you know, lasted for issues and issues and uh, you know, with they were gonna probably defeat him, but it would be like a battle, not the war, and he'd be back in Superman number one. Yo, Supergirl just comes up and just like, whoop, yep. you end up zone gone, and <laughs> right, and she made Superman look kind of stupid and, and he fe- and it. and he said it so he said so in his caption. Yeah, he was like, yo, my eagle is a little bit bruised right now. <laughs> so they you know? set
1: everything up for such a fantastic Superman run. I can't wait to read Superman. You would never heard me say that before. No, I have. You have never <laughs> heard me say that before, and and then they end on a really interesting cliffhanger, which you already mentioned that we can't discuss.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't want to discuss that. That's this fine.
1: One. That's fine. But uh, but yeah, because it's a
0: it's a it's a mystery setup. So and, and it's. And it's like my yo Miles Morales showed up. <laughs> yeah, Miles Morales. It's like Miles Morales. I was like, what's, my, what's Miles, Miles Morales, Morales doing totally in? Totally the- showed up. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the tyrant
1: in? from Resident Evil. There's Miles Morales. There's uh, some kind of dildo in this kid's third drawer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and other stuff going on. Uh, I can't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Superman is a recommend book right now.
0: Yeah, man. And uh, yo, I-, I love the new characters, man. I love the new characters. I love the way that the Justice League is portrayed you know that that scene where they send up those lights for the the candorians or whatever yeah yo i'm i'm glad that yo i'm sorry i don't know who's going to be offended by this or who's going to be hurt by me saying this but if you are i'm fucking sorry i'm glad candor got smashed i mean what a weird fucking yeah what a weird thing like you just got this fucking bottle with a city in it and you're fucking and it's like what do you, do you like sprinkle food through the fucking bottle hole like well, I, you, I don't i don't understand like how like what, it, what's the point if you
1: if you're doing filler shit to set up your run on superman are you going to you're not going to put out your best shit right like you're going to yeah it you they he gave us a filler villain but with significant impact though
0: yeah so, no i don't think he was a filler v- villain yeah roguesar I, I don't think he i'm not all right so i think Rogel Czar is going to be a major player to going going forward cuz he's getting out of the phantom zone no at some doubt, point no doubt
1: it's sooner than later. I yeah, I, even, I expect to see him sooner than Lois in a regular capacity.
0: Yeah, Supes even said it's a temporary fix. It's a right. band aid, which is why he didn't do it at first. Which was the dopest part about her using it, because I was like, Yo, why didn't the fuck they? Why didn't they just? Hit? And then Superman's like, Oh, well, that's why I didn't do it because it's just a band aid. Yeah. And I'm like, Cool. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's a good. That's a definitely a good, a good way of letting me know why this wasn't the first thing you thought of.
1: It's also a good way of letting us know why that's not the answer to all their problems. Right. Uh, because they when, when they go OP, right? When they go OP with these solutions, then it's just like, why don't you just throw this dude in the Phantom Zone 2? Yeah. And walk away. You know what I mean? Right. And brush your hands of it and walk away.
0: Yeah. It's it's Prison 42.
1: Are we staying... And, and this is disgusting. And I hope... This is probably the last week we're going to do this. Are we staying with DC?
0: Because we're DC... We've been DC heavy. I'm a Marvel guy, man. Make my Marvel. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we're staying with DC. The next book that we got to talk about, man, was, it was a huge one, man. It was... It was it was Batman number 50. Batman number 50. Tom King, we both love this dude almost as much as we love Bendis right now.
1: Yeah, Tom King is my
0: hot writer right now. That's yeah. yeah. And and I'll tell you, man, I'm not sappy. <laughs> I'm not a sappy dude. Yeah. But there was some sappy shit in this book that I fucking ate the fuck up. More than you would
1: think, too, yeah. right? Like it's not obviously it's a wedding book, so we both cried when we saw her father walk her down the aisle, but... but
0: <laughs> you but, don't have to worry about spoiling this one, buddy. <laughs> it's been done. Yeah, it's been... T- tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, New York Times, a few days before the actual release of the book... They didn't. They did. What'd they do? So DC supervised this, mind you. Um, as far as that... Well, the writer of the article said that they didn't know what the headline was, but they they definitely gave um they gave him permission to to spoil the twist right and you know we look we're just going to go into it i mean we know it's out there like everybody's everybody's either seen it or they've read the book by now
1: and there's no other outcome anyway right like this i mean it had to go down kind of like this right so i get right. that part but go ahead
0: um i mean so so catwoman runs man she but it, but it, it's not. So this is where that spoiler is like it's a cheap spoiler, because all the all the New York Times did was kind of say, oh well, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Sorry, Batman, it wasn't meant to be. Right? It just wasn't meant to be. That right. was the headline. Yeah. As you get deeper in, it it, it they tell you that she leaves him at yeah. the altar. How right? much could that
1: headline mean anyway? I mean, it's pretty obvious that obviously yeah, that's yeah. what it means. She's right. not,
0: she, they don't get married.
1: Yeah. Uh, but. She leaves. You're not gonna the say altar. sorry, it wasn't meant to be uh the Joker blew
0: her brains out. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, right. It's yeah. It's pretty obvious. The it for me, it was a cheap it was a cheap like reveal because there was so much more behind why she didn't marry him. You know what I mean? Why right. she chose to leave. Yeah, it was pretty deep. It was deep, and, and the entire book that it, I, how many pages was that man? Like I felt like I was reading it forever, but yep. it felt like I felt like I was reading it forever, but I also didn't feel like I was reading it for a very long time. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like it definitely was a long book. Uh, I don't know how many pages was in there. I'm sorry. I apologize. I could look it up, but fuck you. Just read it. Um, it had so much building up to what she ended up. You know, finally saying at the end when she just when she when she sacrificed the way so much
1: logic and so much reasoning.
0: Yeah. Right. Like it it makes sense. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Who who here (laughs) listening and in this room? Honestly thought that it was a good idea for Batman to get married. Right. Like we're going to get a resolution one way or another. If it happened if it happened great we all we all probably had in our heads that there was a divorce coming eventually or a super
1: villain wedding showdown
0: or or a death right even you know how do you keep batman you know angry and that's 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 relatively what it comes down to at the end and why she's gone is because you can't have a happy batman like what the fuck is that what is that how does how does that
1: book continue that was partially her motivation right like that specific item like it was almost like she was doing this for him to be happy not only was she right no she was selflessly doing this for batman for his benefit so that she could
0: keep batman unhappy oh right 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 you're talking about why she left right i'm talking about why she was marrying him she was marrying him so he could be happy right and that's not the dude that she and knows so that, and loves anyway. And so that she could be happy. Yeah. So they could both be happy, but then she but then she realized that that was selfish. Right. And the the dopest shit, man. And and this is why I love Tom King is that the dopest shit is that this was all fucking this was all in the Booster Gold issue. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like he was he was happy. He finally found happiness with his yep. parents. The world went to shit. Yep. And he sacrificed that. Tom King set it up. He gave that up. He gave up his parents to keep Batman around so that the world could fucking have Batman. Who the fuck is Catwoman? You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was such a mind fuck, but it was so good. The setup was so good, man. Even, Even going
1: along for the ride for the double date with him and Clark and Lois and Catwoman, every bit of this ride has been so much fun. I can't wait to see what this dude has in store for us next.
0: But I'm not look, man, A I'm not. Second really,
1: DC book that I'm looking forward to.
0: I'm not really mad. And I don't know about Tom King. If Tom King's mad, dude, I got your back, whatevs. I'm not really mad at New York Times or DC for spilling the beans because to me, those beans were inevitable. That's I, what you that's what you're gonna arrive at. But nobody yeah, right. nobody spoiled the whys and the hows and, and the story that led up to it. So right. all the fans that are bullshit about finding out that oh the catwoman woman yeah, ran yeah. like fuck you read the book
1: yeah I, i'm with you but that headline kind of implied how it happens right like and and we all know that this can't be and if it is it's going to be a short-lived wedding right but we all know that the wedding can't like, it kind of can't go down and right. we were expecting a bloody wedding or something like that but but what New York Times did was more than just spoil it; they they gave us the how. That's what they revealed. Despite my conversations here and willing to spoil these comic books, I don't like having things spoiled for me. The difference is, I feel like if you're engaging in a podcast like this, you're there already, you're with right. us already, and you're looking for recommendations on other things. So I feel like we're kind of beyond spoilers sometimes. But what still. did you
0: think? What did you think of? What did you think of him bringing in this rando ass judge? Right, like <laughs> right. to be. To, don't worry, he'll forget about it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like, he'll be so a, drunk. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I, because I know that you don't really partake. But I, I used to drink a lot. Yeah, man, and and I don't think there's been one fucking bender I, that I've been on that
1: you'd forget the superhero's secret that identity. I, yeah, yeah, if <laughs> I, if I, if I fucking presided
0: over Batman's wedding, I think when I wake up, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I presided over Batman's wedding." Mm-hmm. Now, if his, if his reasoning was. Yo, he's such a drunk that nobody's going to fucking believe him anyway. Yeah. That w- that I would have
1: I think Batman was like, about his to reputation do I with think that. Batman's got one of those little flashy things from <laughs> from uh Batman
0: needs a flashy thing. Was it Men in
1: Black? Men in Black. Thank you. I was struggling with that one. Um man, so all right, so, hold on there was one more there was one more moment in the book that really really caught me and this is the one this is where i got most emotional in this book not emotional like i admittedly get during a pixar movie but this is the this is the part that really caught me in the book it was uh a conversation between him and alfred for alfred's role in the wedding and that conversation was so beautiful and intimate uh that really caught me by surprise and i thought that was really cute
0: yeah yeah it was dope and it and it you know why it caught us by surprise?
1: The, because they alluded to otherwise for me. Yeah,
0: because of the masterful fucking storytelling of Tom King. Yeah. Yo, like, like who's it going to be? Is it going to be Superman three or is three it going to be this pages guy? Earlier, yeah. he's telling Alfred that he needs to find the witness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I told you, I texted you. I said, I said, yo, when he said that, I was like, what the fuck, Bruce? <laughs> Your wait, is you, you, right what, there. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> And then, like a couple of pages later, he's just like, "Oh, I thought it would be you." And and that and like the reaction the and not that like he, he settled. And, he he
1: didn't settle for right. Alfred. Like, oh no,
0: he had a little. He had a little speech. Yeah, like prepared.
1: Alfred was his choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like he, Alfred's like, should I call Master Dick? <laughs> and then they hugged. Yeah, and it was a beautiful hug. Oh no, like Alfred fell into him, man. Yeah, like he like he fell into him like yeah. open arms. He was like. He was just—he was blown—he was blown away. Yeah, which was dope. It was just—it was a really good moment, knowing how, knowing the connection between the two of them. Like there was no other. Again, there was no other choice. There was no way they could it should be anybody else. Yeah, man. Um, the the book led into um, Catwoman number one.
1: Tell me more. So I love the art. I saw a little bit of the art, but I didn't. I didn't Joelle get Jones. to read.
0: I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it on the table right now. Joelle Jones is, yo, she's a beast an absolute beast like she she can tell a story with words
1: She's the writer or artist i don't she's know both. i don't know oh, really
0: yeah she's both she's 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 a she's a double threat man yeah. she she does it all and she does it well um did it follow
1: up on the book like where the book left off or was it just an independent catwoman story
0: uh it it picks up where the book left off kind of i think it's like a couple of months after okay um i think it's a couple of months or a couple of weeks or something like that Um, but what I do know is that Catwoman is like kind of, she's taking a break. She's not, she's not trying to be in the vigilante game right now. She just wants to clear her head. And you can tell that she's like, she's broken up, man. Like she's devastated. She didn't want to do that. She felt like she had to do that. And, and it was, a, and it wasn't something that she did lightly and she wants out. She wanted out. She wanted to clear her head and she wanted to do her own thing for a little bit. She's living with a couple of people it's kind of like I don't know what their role' gonna be but it reminded me kind of like you know a weasel and blind owl situation like you know there's a, a young kid and an old woman that like you know that she's she's rooming with um or or she's housemates with um and like that whole situation is is kind of cool like you know like they have like a pretty cool dynamic with each other the there's a villain that's introduced um she is <clears throat> very She's definitely very evil. Like, there's no there's no question. Like, they go out of their Joelle goes out of her way to make this woman vile and disgusting in every way, including physical appearance. Um and she is like the head of a criminal organization. And she's got these uh this copycat catwoman that she's sending out to like ruin catwoman's name, kinda. Okay. Um, and like, you know, this this fake cat woman is has killed two police officers so the um the police are after Selena Kyle
1: is her name Felicia Hardy
0: no Ziga. it's the the woman <laughs> yeah. no she is uh what was her name uh Creel okay miss, miss Creel Yep. um I don't know what her first name was but uh she is yeah she's she's a great villain like you could tell like she's gonna be a major player in the DCU uh, and Man, this is weird because like I give a fuck about the DC universe right now. Yeah,
1: I, I it's don't. It's funny. It's funny. I do the line, dude. <laughs> it's fu- it's funny what yeah. talent can
0: do. Yeah, like you bring the right talent in. You've got Tom King. You've got you've got Bendis. You've got Joel Jones now, uh, and I'm there's more. I'm sure. I mean, I'm just. I am not. The bullpen priv- is strong, huh? I'm not privy to the DC- to the DCU, but I'm following all the shit that kind of ties together with the shit that I'm reading. So yeah, um. Bravo, but I mean like, yeah, this, this story arc is really cool, the art is kinetic, um, yeah, just bravo, I cannot wait for issue number two uh, We're agreeing too much <clears throat> this week, we gotta, what's our, uh, do we, Inhumans, I, I, you can't agree with me on Inhumans
1: You know, I kinda, I, I caught your preview, go ahead, tell me what's going on with the Inhumans this week <laughs>
0: Uh, Death of the Inhumans number one was released.
1: See, here's the problem. I already agree <laughs> because fuck the Inhumans. I am not an Inhuman fan, but you are, right? Like you have been. Yeah.
0: So tell me about Death of the Inhumans. Yo, read this book. It's it's dope. The Kree have decided that uh, they just want the Inhumans to die. Like yep. they that the Inhumans are their creation. The Inhumans are they're 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 worried that the Inhumans are coming to get them. Right. And. They're like, fuck this! We're gonna strike first. Uh, they they have a new race of super inhumans. I'm that already. I'm done. That they've I'm created. Done, nah, I can't. I can't with this shit. They, I don't. I don't. It's kind of like the. It's kind of like the Skrulls with the super Skrulls, yeah. right? Um, and there's this uh, there's this character called Vox, who looks like this really twisted, fucked up version of Black Bolt. Yep. And he's just he's just he's unstoppable. And all I all I got to say is that the book opens and and closes with blood. Yeah, like, man. And when I say blood, I mean blood on a scale that is biblical.
1: When I say I don't disagree with you, it's because like when Marvel did No More Mutants, I I significantly believed that there were too many Mutants. There were too many mutant stories going on. I still kind of feel like somehow we undid that, and and if this story is going to do that within humans, and I'm I'm going to end. I want to end today with a shout out to an inhuman book, actually. Um, and and we'll get there. But I, it's not that they're inhumans necessarily. It's just I'm a little bit blah about some of the. Well, here's here's what's funny stuff. about that, right? Yep. So
0: so here's your Fox has the rights to x-men yep marvel studios does not have the right to x-men well marvel studios today's a different day today's a different day marvel studios said fuck x-men yep no more mutants and then they they pared down what they were doing with the x-men and then all of a sudden the x-men were almost like persona non grata then bender said you know what fuck that just like they did with
1: fantastic four
0: yeah well fantastic four was out the out the window too um and then the inhumans they started ramping them up yep and then the inhumans were like all over the world like the like the mutants were so the you, you traded one for the other but the funniest part about this shit is that now that they're back in the fold fox being purchased by disney uh and that and the federal the federal part went through yep uh so so it's
1: Meaning that Marvel Studios, the, the movie two, makers, right? They have the rights back to Fantastic Four yeah. and X-Men and all this And we're this two stuff. clicks
0: away from it being official, right? Yep. So now, let's kill all the fucking Inhumans <laughs> and start ramping up the the X-Men again. Because the, Wolverine's back, you have all this, uh, and they're doing all this other shit with the X-Men. And now you have like 80 X-Men books, right? You have X-Men Gold, X-Men Red, X-Men Blue, uh, Astonishing X-Men, um, yeah. X-Men... X-Men Fuck My Mom, uh, you got, like, all the different, all X-Men noir, and, like...
1: Generally speaking, the Inhumans have always felt like a bootleg X-Men to me in the first place, right? Like an intergalactic X-Men, and X-Men can already do that themselves. I've, I, I kind of yawn at most of the extended Inhumans universe and most of the extended X-Men universe as well. Hmm. Um, I, Captain America <clears throat> this week, right?
0: I, d- I didn't read it. I looked through it. Uh, the well, art was beautiful. I just didn't... How dare you? You are (laughs) un-American. It's 4th
1: of July, and they released Captain America number one.
0: Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. 4th Something. 4th of July this year was the weirdest shit for me.
1: Why was Fourth of July weird? Is this comic related?
0: We, we go with I'm going a little bit off the rails. I mean, like it was just weird for me, man. So I don't really want to. I don't. I don't want to get political, but I, at the same time, there's a I lot of stuff
1: going on in politics. Is a that, lot of uh, stuff
0: going on in politics. A lot of stuff going on in the world. A lot of, but in America, in, uh, in particular, I personally don't agree with. It's not that I don't appreciate our freedom and the people that fought for it, but at the same time, I don't necessarily, um, I don't necessarily jive with some of the shit that's going on. And I want to leave it at that. But that made the Fourth of July very weird for me because, like you know, we got all these people that are what am, celebrating. What am I
1: celebrating? Right, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. So, so no, it did not make me want to read Captain America number one, especially when they eighty sixth Sim Wilson Captain America, who was I thought that was a really cool character change, uh, and and I thought when when Steve Rogers came back he would assume his role as head of shield or, or whatever and and uh sam wilson would resume being cap but that just didn't that didn't pan out so well, you
1: missed out man you missed out this book was america <laughs> fuck yeah captain america number 1 there were so many flags in this book like if i if i had a nickel for every flag i'd be able to buy another well, comic Luke book well nuke was one of the villains right yeah right it was fla- the flag face guy i think i guess that's yeah. nuke
0: and like it's like it's not just nuke it's the nukes like, cause like, there's like a bunch of people yeah. that are taking red, red pill, white pill, blue pill. Um, the red gets you jacked up. The so, white keeps you going. The blue brings you down.
1: Nuke is there, right? Or the flag face guy? I, I don't. I can't confirm that it was Nuke. So, uh, flag face guy is there. Captain America is there. Sharon Carter is there. Uh, you got some villains who I'm learning about now and uh, Winter Soldier was there. You got, like, a lot of the big hitters. Falcon might have been. I don't even remember. Maybe not, right? Is he still Captain America? I don't... I'm weirded out. I don't know this whole thing. Right? So you got the big hitters. You got beautiful art, right? Like, the art was beautiful, and it's Captain fucking America on the 4th of July, which we've already talked about, you know, 4th of July, having mixed emotions about right now. Um And even still, somehow, it was a, a bit of a yawn for me to kind of go through. Uh I appreciated the art. I thought it was very beautiful. I thought it was a dope book. Um And I saw mild shades of them trying to address today's politics. But the problem and the reason it was a yawn for me is because you can't half step that you either go in right and tell your story or you don't like when they made Captain America black and they was like, well, doesn't it make sense in the Tuskegee Airmen kind of way that like the first, like we would experiment on the black people before the way. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. That's why this dude truth made a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah. Red, white, and black was, was a, A very ballsy, like, a very ballsy comic book that I appreciate it fully because it had teeth. Tell your story.
1: Tell your story. Have teeth. Whether I agree or not, tell your story. And this one felt like it was trying to half insinuate, half tell a story. This one felt like it had no teeth, even though it had all the characters that we want to see and all the art, the beautiful art that we want to see on the fucking 4th of July. Uh, so that was really interesting for me. And then uh, another book, um, another book that I read was *Walking Dead*. I don't know if
0: you're up on *Walking oh, Dead*. Oh, uh, uh, Of course, I, that's the first book I read every time it comes out. Like the weeks, the weeks that it comes out, that's the first book on my list that I read.
1: Yeah, they're fleshing out uh, this new princess character a little bit. She was great. Uh, they're fleshing out. Um, I
0: always liked her. You, yeah. you, you, I guess you're warming up to her.
1: Uh, I'm very indifferent on her. I don't know. Like, obvious. I think I would. I think I would really like her in real life. And I think in this comic book world, in a story that's so black and white, right? The comic book is is black and white as it's presented from week to week. She seems like such a burst of color that it's it's both refreshing, but at the same time, a little off putting, and feels like one of these people is doing their own thing. One of these people just doesn't belong. And that's I think reasonable. That's okay. I, you know, I think I think that's OK. She could still be a character. It still kind of makes sense. But she seems a little she seems a lot extra. She seems extra, extra.
0: Um, there's there, I think I I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop with her. I think there's definitely something I think there's something that he's building up to with her because there's no way that she's just that person. You know what I mean, like yeah, and like she she alludes to some shit that either she's just tapped in the fucking head, which I think is also possible, I guess. Uh, And Kirkman is that type of storyteller that he will just have a crazy bastard or or chick yeah. like for no reason. But at the same time, like she says some things like, you know, oh you trust me, yeah, you trust me now, like yeah, and like it, he puts such an emphasis on that that it can't make me. I I can't help but think that that's going to lead to something. They definitely
1: they're definitely playing with her character, especially uh especially this week, right? Because uh this week they fleshed her out to the point where uh she started developing a romance. Yeah. If, if development is totally the wrong word, but she just started a romance just on a whim. Yo, and fuck this new governor, right? Uh I don't know about fuck the new governor. I mean I mean she's
0: not I I'm not saying fuck her in the way that like you know you would say to like, you know, the actual governor from like he's
1: super fucking smart and cheeky that he had the balls to name another character the governor right and he's definitely doing that with intent and oh, i yeah i love him playing with stuff like that you and i talked about oh, and this the,
0: and the beauty was rick's reaction to hearing her being called the governor right yeah right.
1: he's got really cool stuff going on with dwight uh there's some really cool things in that book the walking dead whatever you feel about the show whether the show has already hit its climax and its peak whatever you feel about the show the book is definitely still pretty dope
0: i'm still all in on the show
1: we had we had some problems and i feel like the public has had some problems right and stock has kind of gone down metaphorically on the walking dead and i've expressed to you before and this is our first time a chance to talk about it on the show. I've expressed to you before that I feel like the the book lost its sense of hope that roped us all in in that first arc when Rick wakes up in the hospital and his family's out there somewhere and is he going to find them? There's, you've got this hope. You All you can do is hold on to hope that he finds. On the show, I cried like a baby when he reunited with his family, maybe because I'm a dad and I have a young boy, but I cried when his him and his son finally made contact. And... I feel like, especially on the show, but also in the book a little bit, I feel like in recent years it's lost a sense of that hope. Like what are we even fighting for? What are we doing? Where are we driving towards? There's all these cool characters like Negan and the the people with the fake faces. But um now with the Michonne storyline that's going on, they've at least rekindled that sense of hope. And that's why I feel like that book is is a must read again.
0: Yeah, man, agreed. I uh dude the the hope with Michonne, uh, you know, and her daughter, and, and all that shit, uh, especially this week's little interaction with them. Yeah, yeah, dope. I, I agree one hundred percent, man. Um, like that's definitely that's something that has been missing, and it's definitely making a very uh, very big comeback. Right. Um. Especially like especially the 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 Commonwealth. Yep. Like the Commonwealth for all for all that it could be is a very hopeful place. Right. Where we both know that it can possibly turn out to be a big pile of shit. It also could possibly actually be what it is. I mean like and that's Well right
1: now it's you, making their town look like a big pile of shit.
0: Yeah. You never know yeah. with Kirkman. Like it could be what it is. It could not be what it is. Yeah. Like like you you just there's nothing, there's there's or, foreshadowing. Or Shane but can be
1: fucking your mom. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who knows?
0: Yeah. There's foreshadowing, but there's nothing, but there's never anything that's set in stone. You can never look and be like, oh, I can guess where he's going with this because you just can't. Right. Um, I have one more book. Um, you didn't read this one. Uh, I talked to you about it. It's called Submerged. Uh, it's released by Vault Comics. The number one issue came out this week. It's by Vita Ayala and Lisa Sterl. Um the colors are uh fr- they're freaking amazing. It's by Stella Dia. Um the, the they're beautiful. Like I mean every every scene change and every every uh every panel like she's she doesn't she doesn't make herself a slave to the color palette that she chose in panel 1. Uh she she plays with things. She she goes from like straight uh, beautiful colors to like this beautiful dissonant palette uh you know where she's just playing it, it's stunning stunning uh it's a it's a beauty to behold Lisa Sterl is amazing uh she she definitely subscribes to the less is more uh you know school of art with uh you know certain things that have more detail than others when necessary um, but it, it's actually it's just beautiful and stunning storytelling art wise and, and visually the the story itself is just—it's dope. I mean, it starts off with this regular, you know, this this woman coming home with groceries. She she goes into the house. She lays down. She rolls a blunt uh, or a joint, and she just starts smoking it. And she's listening to her voicemail. I mean, like that's how it starts off. Yep. Like, well, as she's walking in, she's arguing with what it seems like is maybe her ex-boyfriend or husband, uh, but you know like it ends up with her on the couch listening to voicemails getting high um and all of a sudden um and 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 like she's listening to a voicemail from her mom and it make, gives her like flashbacks and stuff like that about stuff from home and like when she was younger and you know just kind of how she was forced to be more of an adult than she should have been uh you know to look after her younger brother and like her younger brother was the one that was always getting away with shit but okay and and like he w- he ended up being an asshole doing like crazy shit and she ended up being the more responsible one and and always like you know being being there for him yeah um so typical like yeah right it, it is kind of <laughs> yeah. typical yeah. Like, but i mean it's it's great because it happens in every family yeah um or most families uh if you haven't been subjected to that type of uh an upbringing then you know uh, check your privilege Uh, (laughs) 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 like seriously um but but this yeah but it's it it struck home uh with that with that opening and then all of a sudden she's going out to find this this brother that has you know been doing like some things because like he calls her and says you know that you know he's in trouble and then before he can finish what he had to say the phone hangs up and like she goes out on this mission to find him but like it leads her to this uh now, I guess this is why it's called Submerged, because it all happens in, from this point on, in a subway tunnel, um, where she meets these three weird dudes who talk like they're in Shakespearean times. Huh. And you, but you can tell, like, you, you start Go to, on. You see, <laughs> now I'm getting like... Now, yeah. You see... Yeah. Some, you see you I like see the bizarre their, shit. You see their shadows, and their shadows look different from their actual uh, physical appearance. Um, and they have a dog and the dog shadow has three heads. So automatically you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's Cerberus. Right. Um, the, the guardian of the gates of hell. Yeah. And, but he looks like a regular dog. His physical form looks like a regular dog. Um, they give her three coins to get into the to get into the subway. Once to once to enter the gate. Once to give to the ferryman, and once to come back. I'm into it, man. Um, and once she gives it to the ferryman, she gets on the on the subway to go and find her brother. Her brother's hat's on the on the subway car. Yeah. So she grabs that. She puts it on. Uh, you know, the the ferryman takes her deeper in, and when she gets off the car, like I mean, she start. I mean, she's fight. She has to run away from a harpy. She like she runs into this crazy old woman. Who's like spouting off fucking Shakespearean what quotes? What is the name of this it's, book? It's called Submerged.
1: I'm. I need to find this.
0: And it's it's beautiful, and the story's great. It's like it's one of these books that just like, and I love I love this kind of book that it it's grounded, and then it just automatically transports you into this other world. Right? I've got to check this out. So dope, so dope. I recommend it highly. I, you know, just get it. Um. And that's pretty much all I got for this week.
1: Do you have any? Uh, do you have any shoutouts?
0: Uh, right now, um, just the I uh, saw the trailer for uh, fucking what's the name of the movie? I just talked to you about it.
1: <laughs> my Dory memory. <laughs> right here. Yo, no, oh, like oh, oh, the one with the guy from Atlanta, right? The one with yeah, the guy, the guy who
0: played in uh, sorry Death to, Note. S- sorry to bother you. Is the name? Oh of it. man, the first review um, just
1: came out. Nine point seven. It looks dope. I need this movie in my life
0: it's i mean it, it looks dope but it looks like wild as fuck right like yeah, it looks so, like right it looks like the same kind of shit that i was just talking about yeah like where it's just this weird like you yeah. know existential journey yeah um i don't know if that's a,
1: if that's going to appeal to a microcosm of our audience but that's why it's your shout out i love that you did that
0: yeah i'm, I'm sure i'm sure that anybody who reads comic books yeah should should be into something like this i think um they there may be some things that people may find they don't resonate, yeah, right with it doesn't resonate with them or they can't relate to certain parts of it. But like I think it's done in a way that you can you can definitely find entertainment in it.
1: Man, sticking with movies, man, you and I today have agreed more than ever before like we've just been completely in unison and i'm about to break up that party man because uh we definitely disagree on jared leto right who is allegedly playing mysterio in the in right is that about is that about no, right am i going no crazy? he's
0: not he's not playing mysterio who is he playing um he's playing uh oh no 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 morbius. he's playing
1: morbius right right he's playing morbius and and another one that we disagreed on was um man i remember jake
0: gyllenhaal is gonna play mysterio right
1: right right and i confuse them often uh and i shouldn't no uh, you shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't i just i actually I just, like jake gyllenhaal more but I just again, had a moment again like room. we super we super disagree another one i remember and this is a long time ago though right and his track record was better at the time but i remember you telling me that like nick cage is like the dopest fucking actor like an american fucking icon and do you know nick cage is entering the spider-verse right now do you know that
0: no, I didn't know that, but I don't remember ever saying that he was a fucking American <laughs> yeah, I remember icon, you standing bro. Standing
1: by the movie Con Air, like that was the most. No, that I, was I remember the best shit. In the I remember world, eight
0: millimeter. I remember saying that we, he was. We both we both enjoyed. I remember saying that he was a dope was snake, actor in eight mm No, millimeter. maybe
1: maybe Snake Eyes. Maybe I like Snake Eyes, uh, which isn't really the finest uh, evidence on my taste. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, he's joining into the Spider Verse.
0: Believe you are making me defend myself. He's about going fucking to Nick play. Cage. He's
1: going to play Spider Man. But which Spider-Man? And it makes perfect fucking sense. I can't believe I'm saying this.
0: Punk rock Spider-Man?
1: Noir. Spider-Man noir. Uh-huh. Right? Like All old right. school shadows. Yeah, Spider-Man. I can see that. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I like it.
0: I can totally see that. I like it.
1: Yeah. Uh and and I so my shout out for the week, uh, I feel like I've neglected on this particular show to mention. Uh, how dope the Miss Marvel book is for Marvel right now. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me of that early Spider-Man stuff where he's dealing with the high school drama and the superhero stuff, and a lot of it's silly while he's still making a name for himself in the Marvel universe. I feel like that's where she is right now. She's an absolutely dope character. I love it. Miss Marvel is super dope.
0: Word. That's all I got, man. All right, man. So, uh, listen... Long episode, I don't give a fuck. We're at 151. I'm 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 releasing this shit raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Ah, thank you so much because that's what I had in my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm releasing this shit raw because we said a lot of things. There were a lot of books to talk about. So, you know, I hope you can stick with us or at least break it up over a couple of rides to and from work. Uh, but that's it for the show today. Definitely check us out next week on Thursday. Also... You can check out the Red Beard podcast on Friday and Monday and the Bachelor after party on Monday nights after The Bachelorette airs. Peace. Peace.